My name is Tricia. As Sarah said, I'm Rob's wife. I'm part of Youth with a Mission uh, on the Sunshine Coast and globally for the last 25 years. Speaking in this sort of environment is not really my thing. Um, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a teacher. I'm a discipler. I, I like to come alongside people where they are, where they're journeying in their faith, and how can I encourage you to take that next step? How can I encourage you to believe in God and that he's true and that he'll, he'll do exactly what he says he's going to do? And so this morning, I know that everyone that's here this morning is here for a reason. You have all responded to an invitation. And I want to do him justice this morning because he's here with us. He's here with us. I want it to be as if we're the only ones in the room. You, me, and Jesus. Because that's how I talk to people. I don't normally stand on a stage. I sit beside them. And I don't need to know you. I don't need to know your name to know that you are absolutely important to your Father. that you were important to the king and you were important in his kingdom. And he has something to give you this morning. He has an invitation for you. Proverbs 9.10. In the message version it says, Skilled living gets its start in the fear of God, insight into life from knowing a holy God. It's through me, Lady Wisdom, that your life deepens and the years of your life ripen. Live wisely and wisdom will permeate your life. Mock life and life will mock you. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 16.6 in the NIV says, Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for, through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. Proverbs 19.23 in the, the Promise Translation, no, the Passion Translation, sorry. 
When you live a life of love, surrendered before the awe of God, here's what you'll experience. Abundant life, continual protection, and complete satisfaction. Proverbs 14.27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. In the message it says, The fear of God is a spring of living water, so you won't go off drinking from poisoned wells. Just one more. Proverbs 23, 17. In the message it says, don't for a minute envy careless rebels. Soak yourself in the fear of God. That's where your future lies. Then you won't be left with an armload of nothing. Proverbs has quite a lot to say about the fear of the Lord, or the fear of God. Those are just a few of the verses that if you've been reading through as Mike has encouraged us to do, you'll have come across already. And there's so many others. So what is it? This tells us what we get when we have fear of the Lord but it doesn't really tell us what it is. It's that awe of God. It's that reverence. It's that place, that point. Where we acknowledge he's so other than us. He's so much more. <laughs> and then we're just like, wow. In, in Psalm 8, what Sarah already read, I was so excited to hear that. It was one of the images that I had when I was preparing. You know, what do we think of when we think of awe? You know, have, you, have you ever stood at the base of a really tall tree and looked up and maybe it gives your stomach vertigo? Or have you been in the middle of the ocean and you've gotten out of sight of land and there's nothing but water and it's vast? And you go, whoa. <laughs> I'm a little out of my depth here. Maybe it is staring up at the night sky and looking at the trillions, 
I don't know how many stars we can actually see with our eyes when we look up. But looking it up at all of that and realizing just how, how small I am. That fills me with awe. It fills me with wonder. Maybe makes me a little afraid, a little bit. But it's, it's more about who I believe put all that there. So, when we have fear of the Lord, as Proverbs has said, we get a lot of really good stuff. Guilt is banished through love and truth. We get knowledge and understanding. We get abundant life, continual protection, complete satisfaction. But we don't get that without the acknowledgement of who he is. Psalm 23, 8 through 9 says, For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Earth creatures bow before God. World dwellers down on your knees. Here's why. He spoke and there it was, in place the moment he said so. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. Deuteronomy 32, 4. He is the rock. His works are perfect and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong. Upright and just is he. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11. I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. The way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies, and don't go back until, they're water, until they've watered the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They do the work I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave them. The earth recognizes God's lordship. We serve a good God. Scriptures over and over and over declare it. The songs that we sang this morning declare it. They're not just white words on a black page. They have to be alive and active in our lives 
Jesus' response to, of trust to his Father was this. In Luke twenty-two forty-two, he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. That was the crux for him over and over and over again. Throughout the Lent season, coming up to Easter, we heard so many stories, so many sermons about who Jesus is and how he responded to the Father to the point of death. That's how much he trusted him. So then he turns around and he, and he teaches us to pray in Matthew 6, 9. In the message version, uh, Matthew 6, 7 through 13, he says, the world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting you what you want from God. But don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. At this point, if I were sitting out there, I would be screaming at myself, going, where, what is she, where is she going with this? Connect the dots for me. Seriously, I get it. But I really felt like I needed to read all of that, to, to set the scene, to remind us of several things about who he is, what he says about himself, how we can trust him. Before I bring us to a point of invitation, Because if we don't know these things, if we aren't experiencing them all the time in our life, if we aren't engaging with them all the time in our life, then me standing up here and saying it's time to be tea is going to be pointless. So. keep talking about invitations. And the biggest invitation is that we have a God who created us. He's the one who knows how we were made and what we were made for. And this isn't about necessarily salvation right now, because a lot of us in this room, maybe probably most of us in this room, have already taken that step. This is, this, is, this is for everyone, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you believe about God. This is an invitation you can respond to, because it's the truth. 
He made you. And you can trust him. But sometimes we're just not sure what to do. And so, you know, maybe we don't like the flavor we are. Some of us want to be something different. And we make our own choices about how that looks or what we do with it. And we say, nah, I don't want to be green tea. I want to be strawberry or raspberry. But if I get out of this, if I get out of this envelope, it's, it's going to be cold and maybe a bit daunting. So I'm pretty this way. I look attractive and I want to stay here. And so that's, a, that's your choice. But tea was made to go in water, or else it's undrinkable. So you're allowed. You're allowed to go where you want to go, and do what you want to do, and make those choices. You'll look pretty, but you won't be tea. This is, this is a bit spicier. This is chai. Yeah. Chai smells delicious. <laughs> chai really isn't going to be terribly fragrant unless, unless it dips in. But you're not sure because What if, what if it waters me down? What if, what if trusting what God has for me, his plans for me, water me down, take me somewhere I don't want to go? I'll be deluded. I won't be as spicy. Not going to get to be tea. This is one of those. Woo! I'm full of myself. I'm a triangle bag. <laughs> I'm not flat. I'm not a rectangle. I've got attitude. Woo! It's a herbal tea with all kinds of, it's like 12 ingredients in here. It's a bit fancy, a bit special. This tea packs a punch. It's got all the answers. But guess what? What happens if it doesn't go in the water? We're getting the picture? Fear of the Lord says, so I'm going to do things His way. 
I'm willing to make tea. And let you do whatever you want with my life. What else do we have here? We have a lovely Earl Grey. Not everyone's cup of tea. Not as strong as, as your Tetley, as your black tea. But again, I don't know what your life looks like. I don't know what God's doing in your life right now. I don't know what challenge he's put in front of you. I don't know what you're hoping for. I don't know where you need to see him move or break through. But you have an invitation. In the fear of the Lord to take the plunge to do it his way. But you don't have to. You can stay safe in your bag, being lovely and lightly fragrant. But you won't make tea. You can get to the point where you've done everything that you can do and the same things that you keep trying aren't taking you any further forward. And you can trust that he made you And he knows your next step, and he's gone before you. And that you can trust him. But he's going to do it his way. And you say, okay, let's make some tea. And this is what the fear of the Lord looks like. Because now you're wet and there's no going back. You can't be dry again. And this water can't ever be water. But you get to be something wholly new. You get to be poured out. And refreshment and nourishment wherever he decides to pour you.
So you have an invitation this morning. To walk in the fear of the Lord and abandon your way of doing things to him in whatever circumstance, whatever situation that you have in front of you in your hands. And trust that his way is far above your way. And that he will meet you where you are. And he will make something refreshing and delicious from your life and from your choice to trust him. So just before the children come in, just take a minute to pray. Just close your eyes where you are. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful to you that we're your children. We're so grateful to you that we have the example of Jesus who showed us what real trust and faith in you looks like because he was willing to trust you all the way to the cross knowing that you, you weren't trying to abase him you weren't trying to abuse him, that that was his purpose and that he was fulfilling his created purpose in you. Thank you that you're giving us an opportunity right now, this morning. an invitation to partner with you, to believe that you created us for a purpose. And that purpose, unless it's done your way, is unfulfilled. But when it is, we get to make tea. We get to do something exciting maybe scary. But the safest place for us is right in your will, becoming whatever it is that you have for us, because you're that trustworthy. You're that good. Thank you, Father. Be with us this week as we continue to walk in your ways. And I pray that this week we would remember to be tea.